I want to share something with you tonight uh, uh, that the Lord just put in my heart. And actually, actually, uh, you know, the Lord speaks to us, and I know in different ways and moves in different ways. And, and I, never, I never expect no certain way because I know God, he's able to do whatever and change. He can speak through donkeys. He can speak through this or that or whatever. But I'm going to share this little piece of story, and I'm not going to reveal the name. But uh, after Sunday service, I was standing back there at the back door, and an individual uh, come up, and I could tell they had tears in their eyes, and I could tell that, you know, I didn't know what, but I knew something had moved them. Uh, I knew the Lord, or maybe even something emotional, because it was an emotional day with Paul and everything. I knew that, and I didn't think much about just the tears, because there's a lot of people go through that back door with tears in their eyes uh, all the time, and I, I don't ever think a lot about it, but this particular individual grabbed me and, and uh, hugged me and tight different in a different way and it was in a yearning in a, in a desire and I didn't even think for a minute you know even some of the, even what I even said or thought or spoke on even and then but but as a, come to me at that back door and hug me and 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 the jest of it was was can you really fight sin because I talked about that a little bit out of Romans 6 and I'm going to read that here in a minute as well again but can you really fight sin? And with tears, sincere, hungry, hungry to, to fight it, hungry to fight it. And it touched my heart, and I just felt the Lord speak to my heart. And I told that person, I told that person, and they can't, they can't be here on Wednesdays because of their schedule. And, and I knew that, but I told that person. And I, I know they follow the app. I know they follow the, 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 the computer. I said, I said, I'm going to. I said it that night. I said it that day, and I already had had some thoughts anyway. But I said I'm going to do. I'm going to do. I'm going to do a, a, a series on on fighting sin. Practice as practical as it can be, because it's a spiritual thing, and it's hard to make spiritual practical all the time. Because spiritual sometimes takes it out of the practical realm. But but I said as best I can. I'm going. I'm going to do some teaching on how to fight sin practically. And, and I said, I know you can't be there on Wednesdays, but I said, I know you follow a lot of it because you remark sometimes. So I said, you follow this. You follow this. And uh, I said, I believe the Lord to bless you. And they cried some more. And then they went on believing, believing for the victory. Believing for the victory. Believing for the victory. Hey, they went out of here. You know what? They went out of here wanting to fight. And that's all I really come to do the other morning. I come here in the morning to stir a fight. That's beyond even what we've been doing. To stir a greater fight. And I'm going to tell you what. The Lord's honoring it. The Lord's honoring it. He's a blessing. We're seeing it before our eyes. And uh, I tell you what. Uh, I, 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 believe, I believe for it to turn into a great, a great move of God. I do. A, a reviving. And I'm not talking about meetings and getting together. But I'm talking about a true revival. True of the heart. And things done and changed and not to be the same ever again. I don't ever want to be the same again. I don't want to come out of this, same, this season and be the same again. So that's kind of the, 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 the forefront. And, and, and there will be a, a few of these maybe as we go along as the Lord leads. But I want to start here tonight. Uh, go ahead. We'll read Romans 6 again. Romans 6, 11, And we'll read through verse 14 tonight just kind of as a text. But this, this was the heart of, of what this person was, was speaking of and really what I spoke of 
that morning as towards the end of service the other, the other morning. But it says this, Likewise reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 12, so and this was the verse that I had spoke on a little bit that morning. Let not sin therefore reign. Remember I, t- I brought that out. Don't let it manipulate you. Don't let it push you around. Don't let it be the boss of you. Sin shouldn't boss us around. Should, sin shouldn't maneuver us, manipulate us. Sin shouldn't dictate our life. Sin shouldn't order our steps. God should. Amen. Amen. So let therefore not sin reign in your mortal bodies, these natural bodies, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. And in verse 13 and 14, neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead, your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. And then for sin shall not have dominion. It shall not have control over you. For you are not under the law, but you're under grace. Amen. Amen. Brother Angle, with that good finger, would you pray over this service? Lord, all of us are bothered by sin in one way or another. The temptation to commit it. And then we've got to deal with it. God, in the name of Jesus, teach us something that we can use to get the victory and fight sin because nowadays, God, we got to fight. If we survive, we've got to fight. We're in a battle, God, all of us. And in the name of Jesus, anoint pastor tonight to break the bread of life and teach us something. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Angle. Amen. Amen. Bless his name. Amen. 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 You can be seated uh, tonight if you can and if you want. But uh, anyway, over the next few weeks, I want to just bring out some practical actions as best I can. Practical actions towards winning this fight against sin. And like I said, I know it's hard to make all of that practical. Because some of it is so spiritual that it, it's hard to make it practical unless you apply the spiritual part of it in the practicalness. But, but uh, here's what I want to say tonight right off the bat. Now I'm going to assume, I'm assuming right off the bat with every one of these teachers that, that we're all saved. All born again believers. Or if you're not, you're in a fight you can't win already. Did you hear me? If you're not saved, you can't fight sin and win. You must be born again. You must be converted. Or you can't win this to begin with. But when you become saved and become in Christ, well then, then you enter into a battle you cannot lose in the end. Amen. Amen. So, assuming, assuming that. So if you're here tonight, and I, I know most everybody, but if you're here tonight and you're not, you're not, well you can't win. You've got to start with salvation. You've got to start with being born again. You've got to start by coming under grace and, and, and being, having that born, be, becoming new, a new creature. Old things passing away. So, so just assuming that, assuming that tonight. I want to start, and, this is, and actually, actually the, uh, in, 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 in the talk that I had, uh, it, was really, it was really someone, the way, the way it was asked, the question was asked, how, how have I dealt with 
some. And I want to bring out, I want to bring out just a couple things over the next few weeks uh, about this because it's the only way I know to make it practical was to bring some of my own life experience into it. And then, and then I want, I want to have time as as the weeks go on, but also even tonight to even open up maybe some for some ideas or thoughts, if you will, uh, even personally from you. But anyway, foundationally, this is where I want to start tonight. And I'm just going to do one tonight, by the way. I'm not even going to try to do, but I'm just going to do one because that's all I've got time for because it's a big one. It's a foundational one anyway, but it's foundational for me. It might not have been for you, but it was for me, and it still is for me. It started this with this, and today the reason I'm still fighting, the reason I'm still getting victories, the reason I'm still moving forward is because of this same foundational thing. And, and that foundational thing is, is the fear of the Lord. You want to know how I fight? You want to know how I battle sin? You want to know how I win victories in the battle with sin? It's the fear of the Lord. It's the very, the very foundation. It's been the foundation ever since I got saved. I know it's not glamorous. I know it's not even cool. To even preach on the fear of the Lord is not for cool church. Cool church wouldn't want to hear you preaching. You couldn't preach this in a cool setting or catchy for, for it's got to be, be catchy and, and cultural. You, you couldn't preach such a thing for, where, where it's got to be something like that. But I'm going to tell you something. If it, it's nothing that has been any, any more active in my life for the victory that I've had than fear of the Lord. I mean just fearing him. Now, it may not be the only thing, and as the weeks go on, I know it's not the only thing, but here's what I know. Without the fear of the Lord, without the fear of the Lord, you'll never win this battle. I believe that. I believe that. I got scripture for it. Uh, you won't win it. Proverbs 16, 6, it says this. By mercy and truth, first of all, iniquity is purged. But now listen, by fear of the Lord, what do men do? They do. They leave evil. They, they depart from sin, if you will. They move beyond it. Romans 3, I'm going to give you a lot of scripture tonight. Romans 3 really gives us an idea of what it looks like when men don't fear the Lord. And the very thing that I brought out in the beginning, it's foundational. Listen to what it says. As it is written, there's none righteous. No, not one. There is none that understand. I want you to catch all this. There's none that seeketh after God. Listen to all this negative. There are, they are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There's none that doeth good. No, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. Their tongues, they have used deceit. The, the poison of asp is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. Now hang right here a minute, Dusty. And the way of peace have they not known. Now, I've just, I've just read to you a whole list of, of, of reasons that men, or, or the ways that men sin. But now, verse 18 really tells us then why. There is no fear of God before their eyes. That's what I'm, what I'm saying tonight. Without it, there might be more that goes with it. 
But I guarantee you what tonight, you'll not win this victory. You'll not go far in this battle. You'll not have much success unless there is a healthy, vital, living, vibrant fear of God. Amen. I heard a story uh, a long time ago, and then I, someone refreshed my memory on here not just a few weeks ago. Actually on Facebook, one of my old buddies, Jeff Dalton, had brought this back to my mind. But, but several years ago, how many of y'all remember Jim Baker? How many of y'all remember him, Jim Baker, from years gone by? Y'all, well, y'all remember. He was doing a great work for God, wasn't he? Doing a great work. I, I do believe that in the beginning. I believe it was a great work for God. Well, of course, you know the story, the scandals and, and trouble and stuff that we won't even bring up tonight because that's not our job. That's the accuser of the brethren's job. But, but he ended up in jail, went from the pulpit to jail, and this other minister went to visit him in jail. Uh, I believe his name was uh, uh, Jim, uh, John Bevere. He writes a lot of books, does a lot of things uh, uh, on Christian television even today. But he went to visit Jim Baker in jail. And out of the conversation, it was a long, I, I remember reading the whole thing, but out of the long conversation, this was, this was the, it's, it's the gist of it, and really what's pertinent for tonight is, is John Bevere, the minister John Bevere asked Jim Baker, he's asking this because, because of his fall. He says, he said, when did you stop loving God? Because he fell so far. So many things would went on. One would assume that he didn't love God. But Jim Baker said this, this is what Jim Baker said. Jim Baker said, told John, he said, he said, it's not that I stopped loving God. He said, I stopped fearing him. He said, I stopped fearing him. Think on that. Amen. It's because I stopped fearing him. And I've seen a lot of folk like that. And it, it's not, and I, I can't say their love is right or that his love was right, but the, the key component there was he stopped fearing him. He stopped, I'm sure they were still a, 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 a drawing or an affection, but he stopped fearing him. Proverbs 28, 14 says this about that. Happy is the man that feareth always. Did you hear me? Always, always, always. But now listen, he that hardeneth his heart, or in other words, he that loses that fear, what happens to him? He falls into mischief. There's trouble over and over. I'm talking about winning the battle. Like I said, this might not be cute, it might not be catchy, but I'm going to tell you what, it's as scriptural as you'll ever get. It's as sound as you'll ever get. It'll be sound doctrine. If you really want to win the battle against sin, it'll be through making sure, man, you don't never lose your fear. Happy is the man that always, always fears God. Always, that he never loses that. It's the beginning, Proverbs 1 and 7, I didn't give you this, Dusty, I'm just telling them. Proverbs 1 and 7, it was the, it's the beginning of wisdom, the fear of the Lord. Ecclesiastes 12 tells us that it's the conclusion of the whole matter. To fear God, hear the whole matter, fear God, obey His commandments. That's what the Ecclesiastes says. It's the beginning and it's the end, and it's all the way through. So I haven't put the emphasis on that. I want to take just a second and I want to talk about what, 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 what does that even look like biblically as far as a definition. Because I know there's various views and various thoughts and we talk about the fear of the Lord and 
talk about various spheres and went on, but but the best the best definition I, I've got definitions in my own mind, but the best definition I could come up with, and, and, and to be biblically correct is one that comes straight from the scripture, and it's in Proverbs eight and thirteen, and it says this: the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Of course, he goes on and said, pride, all arrogance, and the evil way, the forward mouth. He says, do I hate? But the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. I don't know if you catch that or not, but it's a strong emotion. The fear of the Lord is a strong emotion. It's, a, it's, it, it's, more, it's more than nonchalant. It's more, it's deeper, it's further, it's a passionate it's a t- passionate heart against anything that's counter God, anything that's moving away from God. It's, it's not just a little. Oh, no, no. It's hate. The hate sin. Hate sin. Hate the evil way. Hate those things. Amen. Amen. Strong. Strong. Amen. Amen. For me, for me, it was the beginning, really, of my transformation when I look at this in a practical way because that's really what the Lord did. And I know it was through a combination of connecting things. Uh, it was through, first of all, the Spirit of God waking awakening me from the dead, bringing me to a, to a place where I was awakened to begin with, but then through the Spirit, through the Spirit, putting into my heart, this exact thing, this, this place in where I began to disdain and to hate the way my life was, to hate the things that were in my life. Woke up one day, nothing but the Spirit of God. Woke up one day and hated who I now was. Hated my life. Hated the sin that was in my life. Hated who I turned out to be. Ended up I was exactly the things that I hated. Amen. The fear of the Lord began to move. Amen. It was. It was the transition that began to work. And, and it's, continue, it's the same now. It's the same thing now. It's the same thing that's going on in my life now. It's the same reason I'm able to defeat sin, to move against sin, and the things that I do now. It's, be, it's because of that same disdain. That same. I told, I told my wife a long time ago. Uh, I, I won't tell this whole story, but there was a, many years ago, probably... Well, I, don't, I think we maybe we had moved up here then. Maybe we'd been up here maybe a year or two. But they, they was I'll never forget it. And and they, it was innocent as could be on my part. This little it's, it's other it's, it's, I've never even told this story in public. My wife would probably get me for telling it. But there was this there was this young gal young gal that that I could tell I could even tell she was making eyes that she ought not be making at me, and not that I'm anything to look at, but I knew what it was. I could sense it. I could see it. My wife seen it immediately. And, and, and she was a little bit stern. Here's what I told my wife. Here's what I told my wife. And she's been good ever since. I told my wife this. I said, here, here, here's all you got to know, honey. I said, I said, if you ever hear of the day that I resigned from the pulpit or pastoring or from what God's called me to do, then you might have trouble. And I said, I, I fear God. So much. I fear God so much that I would never, I'll never do that just because of that. 
that alone. I said, now I love you with all my heart, but my fear of God is even yet greater. I said, I said now if I, you hear that I've resigned, you might ought to be checking my emails. You might ought to be checking into what's going on in my life. But if I ain't resigned, it's all good. You just keep writing my name in mustard. I'll keep coming home with a smile on my face. Oh, and it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. Amen. But that's it. That's what, you know what? Them eyes didn't do nothing to me. You know why? The fear of God. The fear of God keeps a man from mischief. Keeps a man from moving somewhere where they are not. The fear of God. Bless his name. You really want to fight it? You got to get the fear of God. You'll not, you'll not work out your salvation without it. You'll not. You'll not work it out to the what God wills. To what God wants. Without the fear of the Lord. Philippians 2.12 tells us that, don't it, Dusty? Wherefore, my beloved, as you, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Listen, work out your salvation with this fear and trembling. You can't even work your salvation out without it. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no power in it really without, there's nothing to fight on without that fear. The fear of the Lord is powerful motivation. It is. Like I said, that's exactly what turned my life around. After the Spirit woke me up, I started understanding. I began to fear the Lord. I feared He was coming. I feared, I, I feared that Jesus Christ is coming and I'm going to get left behind. And I feared the tribulation. And I feared the wrath. And I feared the judgment. And I feared hell. And I feared being lost forever and ever. Hey! And if I don't stir you, you can't fight sin. You'll never fight sin and win. You'll have spurts and you'll hit it a lick. And you'll be operating in some realm that you'll not get any victory. Amen. But that kind of fear... 2 Corinthians 7, 1, exactly what I'm talking about. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, perfecting holiness. And how we do that? In the fear of the Lord. There's no holiness without it. There's no holiness without the fear of the Lord. You know why there's a lack of holiness? There's a lack of fear of God. It was exactly what Jim Baker said. It wasn't I didn't stop loving him. It wasn't that I didn't stop worshiping I didn't stop serving him. He kept preaching. He was doing all. But he lost fear. When you lose fear, you lose holiness. And then the flesh gets filthy. All these things. Amen. 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 Now this one's going to sting just a little bit. I'm just pre-warning you. You ever wonder, do I really fear the Lord? You ever ask yourself, even tonight as I've brung this out, see, I knew this would, this would even preaching this, and it's good. I'm glad it should raise. I'm glad it should raise. We should wonder, do I fear the Lord? If there's so much riding on it, if it's so much importance to it, if it's so pertinent, without it, 
we're not going to win. If all that is really true and the scripture says it is, I'll fall in mischief. You ever wonder, well, do I fear the Lord? There's really one great test for it all. There's one great fruit that shows whether or not we really fear God. Are you ready for it? Genesis. You remember Genesis? Don't put it up there yet, Dusty. But do you remember Genesis, the story of Abraham? And God come to him and he says, Take thou thy son, thy son that you love. In other words, he couldn't take Ishmael. I told somebody, I preached that a long time ago. Ishmael would have been a dead sucker had God not said the one you love. Just like he is. So if God don't get specific with us, he'd be a lot of other dead stuff had it not been for God being specific. But he says, no, no. You take the son you love, Isaac, and go to the mountain. Remember? And sacrifice him. Remember? Remember? And I'm just assuming that just out of man's mind, and you leave faith to the side a minute, man's mind's looking at this and Man's not going to see a lot of benefit in this. I'm just speaking from a man. What, what are you saying, God? Take Isaac and, and, and sacrifice him? I, I couldn't make that add up in, in, in my carnal mind. I couldn't see the benefit. I couldn't see where that would make any sense. I couldn't see where I'm going to get gain out of this because that's the way we look at it. But Abraham, Abraham left all that side by faith. Hebrews tells us by faith. Abraham took Isaac, and they went to the mountain. And just at the last moment, you remember the story? He, Genesis 22 comes in like this. Genesis 22, and God said, God said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither thou do anything unto him. Listen to what he says. For now I know, listen, whoo, come on. For now I know that thou fearest God. For you didn't withhold thy son, thy only son, from me. You want to know how you know for sure if you fear God? It's obedience. I told you it's not sexy, is it? It's not catchy, it's not cool. Cool Obedience ain't cool in the, in the cultural church. But it's cool in the kingdom. But that's how you know. That I fear God. It's obedience. I know, I know that thou fearest God. He says. It's how you know. Somebody told me it's good when people are quiet. They said that's doing better than if they're shouting. Could be. Could be. Could be. I'm going to hope so. Amen. Amen. So, that brings me to this thought tonight. As we start coming towards a close, I'm going to say that towards a close. This is where my heart is tonight. Because my heart is not just to preach information, but it's also to bring exhortation or, or instruction that will help us get a hold to these things that will help. Remember the practical part? How, how does one cultivate the fear of the Lord. I, I've showed you the definition. I've showed you if you know whether or not you are. I've showed you the importance. 
showed you these points, but, but, but without, without the other end of it, and, and that's where my heart is, I want to know how to cultivate more of it. I want more. If happy is the man that always has it, I want more of it. Because there's times I feel like I don't walk in complete obedience. Therefore, therefore, not complete fear of the Lord. Amen. How do I cultivate more? I, I just, that's just some thoughts that they come into my heart, and I got to really search. And, and I'd like for you to think on that if we close out the service. I'd like for you to think on your thoughts even on how did you cultivate it. But here, here was just a couple of things that come into my heart. And for one, and I have to just bring this in, but, you know, from a child, I'll have to say this. From a child, there was certain amounts of the fear of the Lord instilled in me. Did you hear me? From a child. Bring up a child in the way he should go. Now, I was pure heathen from child to teenager and beyond. But there was a certain amount of fear. Of the, let me just tell you something. Had it not been for the fear of the Lord, I would have been a whole lot worse. Even as a sinner. There were certain things that I even drew the line on as a sinner. For one reason, though I was a sinner and a heathen and a pretty bad one and, and was, was not ready for heaven, would have went to hell, I still drew a line on some things because why? I feared God. I said, surely God won't put up with all this. Surely he'll strike me for this. Surely, surely his hand of judgment will fall here. Though the heavens have been quiet up to now, I believe this will bring the thunder peals of judgment on my life. And it was just certain things. It was just certain things. I, I just certain things that I would not do, would not go along with because of what had been instilled as a young fellow, as a child. Amen. A second thing that called so 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 I know a lot of y'all are way beyond that. I know that's not very practical. Other than if you got children, you should instill the fear of the Lord. You should. You should correct. You should use God's word. You should use God's scripture. There were certain scriptures that I knew as a heathen. That stirred the fear of the Lord. That that them scriptures about where the worm dieth not. I know that's not cool either. But it sure helped me as a teenager and as a young man. Amen. To some degree. Didn't save me, but I believe it kept me from going headlong into hell. Amen. 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 A second thing I believe in cultivating, and I think this is this will be some of it too, is is I learned this uh, as God began to let my own sin correct me. He would what I, he would let me begin to reap some things that I was sowing. He began to let sin work out in my own life, brought me to the place that I did detest. You want to know something? I'm gonna be honest. You want to know why I hate alcohol today? Is because he let it run. In my life to the point that 
I detested it. To the point now today, I'll preach hard against it. I still believe hard against it. It's not just because of that. I believe hard against it. I'm not, I don't believe in it in any shape. I don't believe in it socially. I don't believe in it casually. I, 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 and I know that's not cool either. But I'm not looking to be cool. I don't believe any form, shape of hard drink is good for the Christian. I've never seen it make anybody more Christ-like ever. Ever. And I detest it nowadays. But one of the reasons, one of the reasons that I grew out of that was what God done in my let, let it do in my life. And it, it cultivated a fear. A hate, a detest. But here's, here's where we start to become, and I think where we can identify more readily and maybe even cultivate here. I, I believe it's through this, through the influence of the Spirit. Like I said, that's, that's Spirit, I know, it's hard to make that practical, but not if you seek Him. It's not if you go for Him, not if you seek after Him, not if you're involved in the things that He's involved in, not if you submerge yourself in the atmospheres and the things that He's in. But the Spirit itself, I want to show you a scripture, and you know the scripture. But the influence of the Spirit, I believe that tonight, the influence of the Spirit helps cultivate a strong fear of God. It does. You can't be around a strong influence of the Holy Ghost and it not impact you with some kind of strong influence of the fear of God. It comes. It's just natural. You know why? Because that's one of the, one of the basic Ordinary offices of the Spirit of God is to bring that, to bring that reverence of God, to bring that fear of God. That's why I'd love to see revival because I guarantee you if there's revival, the fear of God will be stirred up again in a people. And great and happy things will go on. Amen. Yes, so much. Here's, here's the scripture, John 16, John 16, and when he has come, talking about the Holy Ghost, what will he do? He will reprove or he'll convince or he'll convict ever what words you like. I, I believe it's really he convinces, he convinces the world of sin. That's what he does. And, and, and of righteousness and, and of judgment. That's fear of God. I don't know about you, but I believe everybody, more than likely, in some shape or another, before salvation come, there was a spirit convincing that judgment, if you really got saved, that judgment was true, and that my sin was real, and that His righteousness was the mark. The Holy Ghost did all of that. And it pounded our heart and our life. It convinced us. Amen. He goes on and when he, verse seven, 9 and 10, he says, Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and, and see me no more. And then of judgment because the prince of the world is judged. So I believe that. And there's other scriptures you could go to. We ain't got time tonight because I'm running out of time and I got to finish. But, but it's the spiritual influence. It's, it's, it's being in his, his spirit and under his influence more and more and more. And when he does that, then there's, there's a choice to be made, ain't there? When he convinces us 
of judgment. He convinces me of my sin. He convinces me that Christ is the standard of righteousness and that I am like filthy rags. I have no hope. There's no other way in unless I come through Christ. There's a choice to be made. So I'd like to say it like this. I believe, I believe we choose to a degree. You want to cultivate fear of the Lord? There's a certain choice made to, to fear the Lord. There's a cho- I'm going to fear God out of the convention. The same that, that, that we looked every Sunday morning or every Wednesday night that we preach God's word. And, and if the Spirit of God convinces us, well, we choose whatever the message was. We choose. It's what the Holy Ghost comes to. He comes to convince us. And then we make this choice. Make this choice like Proverbs 129 says. Proverbs 129 says it like this. For they hated knowledge and they did not choose the fear of the Lord. So you choose it. This is in the negative realm, but they chose not to. They refused it. How many times do we set, maybe not we, but churches set full where the Holy Ghost convinces and we choose not to fear God? Yes, yes. It's God's word, y'all. We choose not. Holy Ghost convinced me of my sin. And for me to choose not, that's not fear of the Lord. But when he does convince me, he convinced me of sin, convinced me of hell. He convinced me he was, might be coming tomorrow. That's what he did. You know what I got saved? I was convinced he might be coming tomorrow. I might not even get out of this service. That's how strong I felt. I was convinced. Holy Ghost unconvinced me. He about to come now. I was so convinced. You know what I chose? I chose to rip out of that seat. I chose to, to make a radical confession to him. And I began to win this fight. Yes. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it's a choice. It's really that simple after the convincing. After the move of the Holy Ghost on his word. It's really that simple. It's the choice. It's quiet again. I hope that's still good. Amen. I hope it is. Amen. It's a dangerous thing, the Bible says, to refuse him that speaks. You want scripture? Hebrews. I got them. Hey, I come with scriptures. Hebrews 12. 12, it says, see that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refuse him that spake on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn from him that speaketh from heaven. His spirit, his word, Christ. At the end of that, at the end of that, verse 29, it says, it's a fearful thing. It is. Verse 20, jump to verse 29, Dusty. Because fire God is a consuming fire. It's a fearful thing to fall into his hands. That's why we don't. That's why we choose. Amen. Yes. That's why we choose. Amen. 
That's why we choose to fear God. Give me Proverbs 3 and 7. I'm trying to hurry up, Dusty, so I'm jumping. I'm jumping on you a little bit. Proverbs 3 and 7. Let me read that to you. Did I give that to you? Okay, that's all right. Just forget it then. I'm, I'm good anyway. I got to finish. But, but not only that, you know what I believe? Here's another. It, it, it comes to enjoyment. Have you ever heard anybody in your life ever say, the fear of God is enjoyable? It really is. There is a joy in it. That's why there's a lot of places the Bible tells us to rejoice in fear and trembling, to rejoice and tremble. It, there is, there's this joy, there's this rejoicing. Uh, Nehemiah, Nehemiah 1 and 11, uh, that's one of the best places of Scripture if you want to see it. It says, O Lord, I beseech thee now, Nehemiah said, let now thy ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and the prayer of thy servants whose desire, I desire, I delight, I enjoy, I want to fear thy name and prosper. That's what I want. I just enjoy it, God. I want to be a part. Psalms 2, 11 and 12. Uh, I want you to see that. Psalms 2, 11 and 12. So, did I give you that, Dusty? Psalms 2, 11 and 12. Maybe I didn't. Psalms 2, 11 and 12. Yeah, okay, he's coming. He's coming. He's, listen, listen, listen. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. He goes on, kiss the son lest he be angry. And you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled. But a little, blessed are they that put their trust in him. Uh, it's in, you know, I believe, I believe to cultivate it, it's not a drudgery. I'm, exactly what we're talking about. It's not, it's not, it's not a, a negative aspect about fearing God. It's not a hard thing. It's not a bad, not when you love him. It becomes a thing of enjoyment. It becomes a thing that you rejoice in. Kiss the sun. You know, that, that I love that scripture. I've always loved that scripture. I've always seen it because we kiss way too many other things. And he is a jealous God. He is a jealous God. Kiss him. Kiss the creator, not the things that's been created. For he is jealous. Amen. Amen. I want to give you this motivational scripture. I'm getting ready to close. Matthew 10, verse 28. This is just clearly motivational. And it says, And fear not them which kill the body, Jesus said, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. I just felt like that would be motivational. I felt like if we're going to cultivate, Scripture's a great way to cultivate. That, always, that one always works for me. It's always been motivational to me to stir, to bring about this, this fear that I need, amen, to bring me to the place, amen, amen. Psalms 5 and 7, here, so here's where I come to the end here. But as for me, that's what you need to say. That needs to be your heart tonight. As for me, I will come into the house. In the multi, if I get here, it's because of mercy and grace. And I come, it's because of mercy and grace. I, when I come, every Wednesday, every Sunday or whatever, it's because of mercy and grace. I come into the house. But listen, listen, and in the fear, in thy fear, in your fear, God, I will worship. 
Ask for need. I'll get here on grace. But once I get here, I'm going to worship you. Out of the fear and the reverence that I love you with, that I honor you with, the power that I know you bestow, the strength that you have. <laughs> Amen. Glory. Glory to his name. Hey. I believe it tonight. I believe if you want to win the battle, the foundational level that is the beginning, but also is the end of the matter. Here the conclusion is the fear of the Lord. Be no sin. Battles won without it, or no lasting, won't last. But it's in fear, reverence, worship, honor. Amen. Sit where you at, little one. It all starts here. Won't be at all of it, but without it, they ain't none. Amen. Come on. Well, I thank the good Lord. It's fear. You know, even what motivates me to, for that is the fear of the Lord. And it's not that I'm scared that he's going to. Destroy me if I do bad. No, no. It's a reverence from fear that I want to do good for him. For him. That's my heart. It's a driving force. I wish tonight that everybody in this house would say, but ask for me. Because that's what it's about. That's, that's my story. I hope it's your story. I hope tonight that that if it has not been your story, that here tonight you choose. You choose tonight to fear God. For I feel like there's been enough scripture that's came. Then the Holy Ghost has used to convince you that fear of the Lord is a powerful tool, tactic in this fight. And I would pray. Woo! <laughs> I felt that. I would pray that you would choose it in Jesus' mighty name.